Welcome, welcome. Episode number two, Mental Health Hour on this fine Saturday. Tonight, we will be discussing living with depression. So we'll wait for a few folks to get in here. Uh, I got to pull up some info that I downloaded or researched for just to refresh on my <clears throat> end. Always, uh, always good to keep up with anything I can on the literature side of things, um, just to keep it fresh. That's, to me, that's one of the most important parts of living with depression is to keep educated um, and be okay with it. Like, it's truly something that you have to be okay with. Um, yes. So we'll wait for a few people to come on in. Let me pull up some articles that I had. Oh, yeah. And hello to replay viewers. I hear that's a thing. So, <clears throat> well, seeing as how I'm a replay viewer of a lot of your all's broadcasts, I appreciate the hellos. I always feel weird about commenting after the broadcast has already happened. So, watching the replay and commenting, but, but nobody's there. <laughs> Here's a good one. All right. So I'm going to get started, I guess, and, uh, you know, as more of a stream in we'll uh we'll have some discussion we'll chat um i'll just the way i was figuring on running it was just presenting some information that i thought was uh good pertinent information on a subject each week and um certainly people can watch the replays um and you know get the information then um, but as more people come in, we can have more of a candid discussion about whatever topic is that week. So, uh, to this week, we wanted to start with depression since that's like the big, uh, what's the word? Um, everybody seems to struggle with some, some sort of depression one way or the other. Uh, um, the tricky thing about depression is not knowing that you uh, suffer from depression or have depression. I, I hate to use the word suffer. Um, 
I mean, it is definitely a struggle. Uh, there was times when I was particularly like I felt underground. Um, but I'm quick to throw out the word suffer because then I feel like we can't manage it and turn it into something good. Um, we could, that's one of the biggest uh, things that we need to do that I have found that I need to do with my depression is to turn it around like 180 it completely uh, U-turn the situation and um, turn it into something positive. So um, we learned at the rehab center I went to for drinking that you can laterally process emotions. Um, what that means, and there's a little, I'll draw something up here. Let me get a piece of paper. There's a, a emotions wheel. Um, and it's pretty, pretty simple. It's like six root emotions. Um, joy. Um, power. Uh, scared. Sad. Um, Anger, remorse. Um, there's, there's other, uh, I've seen other words or other root emotions, but the core six the ones that you can stem off of. So if you're feeling joy, you can break that down into feeling, uh, you know, break it down into subcategories. Um, let me pull up the emotions wheel. I'll just use this. This is pretty good. I don't know. I guess you can't see that. Shit. Well, that's all right. I'll go back to my. So. Basically makes that little wheel of the root emotions. And what you're looking at for lateral processing of emotions, if you're feeling sad, I mean, and this is really shit simple on the face of it. And it was almost a smack in the face when I learned this. And, and they're like, you know, you just, you got to come up here and do something that makes you happy or joy. I was like, well, duh, I know that much, but I can't, 
I don't find myself in that position. So um, it, that's shit simple uh, way to think about it. But really, it goes a lot deeper. Um, doing something when you're feeling vulnerable or sad that makes you feel that joy. Um, something that can uh, interest you, something that makes you content, something that, that even makes you feel powerful. Um, these will laterally process those uh, sad emotions and make everything inside go happy or joyful. Um, so <clears throat> that's a very rough uh, uncut version of what we learned for lateral processing. Now, I'll do another episode down the line where we talk more in depth about lateral processing because that deserves its own show. Um, and I would like to uh, prepare more for that conversation um, because it is good information, uh, even though it sounds so simple. Um, anywho, getting back. Hello, Dr. John. Getting back towards the depression side of things. <clears throat> um, we, we learn, or I was saying that learning about yourself last week I, when I was telling my story, I, I told everyone that I needed to learn a lot about myself before I was able to fix anything. This is why I was so unsuccessful in the beginning. Um, you know, and I struggled for years and years before I feel like I finally got some sort of hang of this process and what I needed to do differently. And the biggest thing that I needed to do was learn about myself and learn that it is okay to feel depression. Um, but learn how much depression you're feeling, how, you know, reading up on it and, and do, and, you know, taking it upon myself to learn more, uh, really did help me, uh, with the start of this, um, I want to call this my successful process of living with depression, living with, um, an addiction. Um, so certainly, uh, life and my job, um, finances, uh, you name it, like anything you can think of that is thrown your way can be a cause or, you know, give you some anxiety, uh, which will lead to depression if unchecked and anxiety that will get its own show as well. Um, but, uh, depression itself is a, a normal emotion, I want to say, or you shouldn't feel so outcasted because a lot of people struggle with depression. To what degree? That's what you have to learn about yourself. So the, the eye opener for me was down at the center where I went for rehab. Uh, we took this, I forget the name of it, but 
if I find it, I will put it in the comments, put a link for it, because it was really good. Um, either that or I'll create a whole separate post and, and leave it on my wall. Um, but it's a 30 to 35 question depression scale um, where you have to, you know, answer each question truthfully and honestly, because obviously as you're taking this uh, survey, if you will, you can see which answers you write are going to give you a lower score. Um, you have to, you know, use a little discipline and answer as truthfully as possible. And that will give you a more accurate score. Well, I took my test and I was at the bottom of the list. There was like five different categories of depression and I was all the way down at severe to extreme depression. And I had no idea about that. I was walking around thinking, you know, life was great. I did not have Beck depression scale. Yes, I think that is correct. But I think there was like a part two or a second revision or a 2.0, something like that. But yes, that's it. Beck depression scale. Dr. John's got it. Um, if you just type it into Google, it should pop right up. Um, thank you, Dr. John. Uh, but yeah, I was down to the bottom line. And that just took, threw me for a loop, completely threw me for a loop. I had no idea I was living with that kind of depression, walking around carrying that around with me. Um, it, it really, it sent a chill down my spine to see it on paper. I mean, here are my answers. Yeah, I couldn't argue it. I answered as honestly as I could on every question and I had to tally up my score, and that's what I was given. Um, so that was the eye-opener. That was where I learned how much depression I was living with on a daily basis. Even though it doesn't present itself all the time, it's there. It's underlying. Um, and we, I was then able to start with a plan of some sort to move forward and manage this depression. Um, you know, there's a, a bunch of different stuff you can do. Uh, everything from medications, um, which I'm on. I take sertraline. That works for me. Um, I know some people I've talked to, they do not like sertraline at all. It does nothing for them. And that's, that's their body. Um, I encourage folks that have come and talked to me because I work with um, a bunch of first responders in our local area um, along these lines. Uh, the My union for my job came to me and a few other people with a mental health background of issues and asked if we'd create a committee to kind of help throw some information. Um, obviously, we're not trained therapists. We don't sit and counsel, but we can operate on like the look, listen, and link thing. Um, where are you located? I am in Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland, Central Maryland, North Central Maryland. Beautiful, 
nice little place. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, they came to us and asked if we could form this committee to help, you know, firefighters or police, you know, anybody that feels they need somewhere to go to talk to, but don't want to, um, fully open up or go to a, a therapist or a rehab center, you know, whatever they're feeling. Um, so, I mean, we've taken in a couple of folks and like I said, we use that look, listen, link, uh, method where you, you, you look for any signs that we know that we saw and, uh, you listen to them, listen to their story, what they've, what they're going through and link them to appropriate, uh, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Um, uh, we have sent a couple people down to our rehab center where for substance abuse, um, and so there's a bunch, we have a bunch of different, we have trauma therapists. Um, we, ha we have a bunch of resources at our disposal. That's why they came to us to ask us if we could kind of help out some other folks, get them set up. We've been through the process. We know that how the insurance works, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we do. Um, psychologist for EMS in Alberta. Is that PA? Alberta, PA? I want to say that's PA. I apologize if it's not. Um, but awesome. Oh, Canada. Okay. Uh, I think there's an Alberta PA too. Maybe not. I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, but that's pretty cool. Your psychologist for EMS. Um, yeah, I've been doing this job, both ambulance, uh, EMS side of things, and um firefighting for 14 years career uh two years prior to that as a volunteer so 16 years in total um we've seen quite a i think i said last week i could sit on here and tell tell y'all stories for about I, probably all night long of all the stuff we've seen so it is it is a good job for you, Dr. John, uh, the, the, the work is cut out for you there. We, we usually aren't too shy about sharing, uh, our calls, um, in particular it, what gets firemen or fire women, firefighters, what gets us is the personal stuff, the personal struggles, the home life. Um, what's, what's getting you at home. I have no problem sitting here and telling you about a baby that drowned on Thanksgiving and how that affected me for the past 10 years, but I am not quick to, or I used to not be quick to want to open up about my divorce or anything along those lines, uh, any home stuff. The home stuff is the personal stuff. And a lot of us will keep that that's what eats us alive. We're developing a new peer support program. That's great. That is awesome. That is what we have done here. So basically when I was telling you that <clears throat> the union has asked us to, um, that we should connect off of here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will put my email 
in the comments for you. And just send me an email. And I will give you my number on there. Or um, we can just keep it through email. But we have started up a peer support program here in Frederick. Um, and we just recently opened it up to some of the surrounding jurisdictions because it was so successful with our own folks. Email. Okay. All right. There you go, Dr. John. I put my email down there. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I really do. Um, yeah, just hit me up, uh, send me an email, tell me what you, you're looking for um, or anything I can do to help, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I, I was talking with Lucia um, about it, put her on there, she might pop in. She did a broadcast earlier today along these lines of uh, mental health. She does one every week. I'm sure you've been on it. Uh, I know I've seen your name out there. Um, but uh, I missed her broadcast earlier because I had dinner obligations with the family. Um, so I was a little late getting on here tonight. I try and start this at 8 o'clock every Saturday. This is only the second week, but... We're gonna keep doing this every week. We got, uh, I got a, a list full of topics um, and we'll go through all of them. I have no shortage of time to uh, spend on this subject because it's very near and dear to me now. Um, anywho, uh, going back to what we were discussing for the replay viewers when they pop on, uh, and catch this. I know a few that will come on in. Um, I forget exactly where we were, but I will go back to learning about yourself. So now that I've come through uh, this depression scale and figured out exactly how much depression I'm carrying, what are we going to do about it? It's not going to go away. So obviously the search early and I started on that, that worked for me. Um, I'm, I've always told people, some folks uh, that have come to me and, and told me that search early or Zoloft is not doing anything for them. Um, well, everybody's body is different. You need to shop around. Uh, you need to shop around for everything mental health. Be your own advocate. Um, this isn't going to go away unless you want it to. It's not going to go away. I shouldn't even say that. This will never go away, but you can work to manage it and you, you can work to have a proper life that you want. So step one for, um, this is from everydayhealth.com. Um, I liked these six, six things you can do to cope and live with depression. Um, take your diagnosis seriously. Don't blow it off or downplay it. <clears throat> uh, I can I can tell you from experience that uh, I did kind of blow it off in the beginning. I, 
I was like, eh, depression. There's no way I'm depressed. There's no way. I walk around here all the time um, just trying to make people laugh, trying to make everybody's day better. That's all just masking it, I come to find out. So I never took it seriously until I saw it on paper that how just how depressed I was. Then I was like, okay, you have my attention. Let's get down to business. Lucia, there she is. I, Lucia, I was just saying, I saw that you had another broadcast this, today, but I had dinner obligations with my fam. Uh, so I had to miss, but, uh, Dr. John and I were chatting and I mentioned your broadcast to him as well. Um, uh, so we're talking about depression tonight. And so, um, what I do personally, did you go through the peer program, a psychologist or both? I personally, uh, went through a psychologist, um, not hold on one sec. Okay. Um, thank you for the super heart. Did it? Uh, so I went through a program called, well, it was an inpatient rehab center. I suffered, Dr. John, with, um, I suffer with alcoholism, severe depression, general anxiety, PTSD, the works. Um, I got a lot of diagnoses all at once. Um, I, I always had kind of known about the depression. I could feel depression. I can't feel PTSD. I can't feel alcoholism, or at least I couldn't. So um, I told, told everybody in my uh, story last week that I, um, I was diagnosed with pancreatitis, um, from the drinking. Uh, and they told me you cannot, uh, you cannot drink anymore or you will die. This pancreatitis is serious. Uh, if you continue to drink alcohol, uh, that's it. And you know, that worked for me for a while, but I went right back to drinking. Obviously I'm a I'm an addict. Um, and then that kind of hit home enough to me that I was killing myself that I went down to a rehab inpatient rehab center. And that's where I got all of this work done, or I did a lot of work, you know, on my own mental health. Um, so hang on, I'm getting that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I went through the center and then now I continually, I do some outpatient stuff with therapists and, uh, group counseling, all of the, um, all of the good stuff that keeps me running and sound. Um, so yes, take the diagnosis seriously and don't downplay it. Um, don't blow it off. It's not going to go away. It's going to get worse. Number two, you're not alone. Seek help and support. That's what we're doing here. Um, we all know, or at least from the folks that I talked to last week, that we are um, together. We are together in this um, sort of lifestyle now, right? 
this lifestyle. How long since you've been out of rehab? Uh, August 7th of last year. Um, so, so seeking help and support, that that's huge. With my, uh, I need my support network for my alcoholism, my uh, drug addict, or yeah, my drug addict lifestyle that you know stemmed from depression and anxiety and all the works needs to be managed with a strong support network. So that's what we're doing. We're reaching out. That's you know part of AA even is now you know step twelve, which is the last step of AA, is the um, having had a spiritual experience ourselves. We now go forward and help others along their road. Um, that's what I'm doing with this um, broadcast every week, or trying to do at least, trying to get more discussion going, get more people involved, especially those that are suffering from any type of depression, anxiety, substance abuse, mental health, any any problems, come on in, let's talk. Um, we'll get it uh, we'll get a conversation going. Lucia's got her own broadcast. We're going to do a collaboration episode this week, which I'm really stoked for. I'm I'm excited. This Wednesday, I'll be on Lucia's broadcast, uh, doing like an open open convo on my story, um, her story, uh, and what what we do. Like, I'll I'll be happy to answer any questions from anybody. Um, and Lucia, if you want to write down some interview questions or whatever that you have, I'll be more than happy to answer those as well. Um, Okay. Be gentle, compassionate with yourself. That one, I feel like we can all agree. That's a pretty capital idea. <laughs> you got to be gentle with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Us, us folks that suffer or struggle with depression, anxiety, we're, we're the hardest on ourselves. So thinking clearly and wisely about this if you're harder on yourself that's going to make you sicker you know the whole idea of anxiety and how this how the brain works to make you sicker your brain will work against you here um it's it's the the you know the most powerful part of your body um it will work against you <clears throat> and you will let it work against you and the, the the more we worry the sicker we get i can't tell you how many times i've been in the back of the ambulance uh, with the patient and just by sitting there and talking to them having a calm conversation compassionate gentle about what's going on and just make them feel a little bit more at ease, get their brain off the fact that they might be having a heart attack or something very bad is happening, how much that helps their vital signs and how much it helps their overall complexion and uh, appearance, 
we delivered them to the hospital sometimes having a full-on heart attack and the doctors are like well this guy looks great (laughs) well it's just a matter of getting into their head a little bit and telling them everything's okay and even though we know that it's not okay right now we got to go balls out to the hospital right now because you sir are having the big one um we don't tell them that we keep them keep them uh keep it gentle keep it compassionate uh number four get treatment don't limit your treatment options that this one is humongous this is so huge do not limit your treatment options you can get a counselor uh, which i highly suggest um they're they're the best the one that i have right now i hope we it almost feels like i'm talking with a friend of mine you know i know you got to keep your therapist and your uh self what is it your therapist and yourself uh separate you know the relationship there should not be a friendship etc um but it should also feel like it's a friendship like it does that make sense um it should feel good you should have a good working relationship with your therapist if you're going to therapy sessions or counseling sessions and you're coming home and you're not feeling better or in some way that something happened like you don't feel like you took anything from it you need to shop around and find yourself another counselor um because you shouldn't feel that i think from my personal experience you should feel something feel some sort of change every time you have a session with your counselor if it's if you're coming home and you're not feeling anything has changed or you're not feeling good about your session or you know there hasn't even been the slightest bit of man that made a lot of sense or hey um i was thinking about this the wrong way you know etc if you're not feeling anything then shop around find yourself another counselor because that one's not working for you stop paying money for something that's not working um and also don't limit your treatment options to other methods of treatment counseling is great but medicine is great too um uh, peer support groups are great group counseling is some of my favorite counseling to get in a group whether it's on zoom or on here or uh you know in in in-person group and talking about the same issue is so key to my personal uh road of travel here make you see some comments here do you have like personal tricks for when you're triggered or when one of those bad days hits you uh personal tricks for when i'm feeling triggered hmm. well personally i like music uh it all boils down to that whole lateral processing of emotions i love music music brings joy to me like i can physically feel better listening to songs that i like um i get excited about music i get excited about playing music i play the piano drums um a little bit of guitar it's so it's all about that lateral processing of emotions if you're feeling sad you have to do something that brings joy to you to kind of laterally process that from sad to happy um it like i said at the beginning of this episode 
that sounds so shit simple and like um like a complete duh but it really is the way to do it you have to do something that makes you happy to combat that bad feeling the negative combat the negative with the good um and that's really that's all i have as far as when i get triggered i know i have to uh, I have to do everything I can to reverse that. Um, what else we got here? Because you sit with that person. Yes, uh, it can be distressing to be in therapy. For sure. Um, some days are definitely harder than others, especially if you're working through something monumental, um, like a very significant loss. Um, or if you're working through uh, something that's been with you for a long period of time, those can be very distressing days in therapy. But overall, you should still come out on the other side feeling some sort of change or some sort of positive reinforcement from it. Um, knowing that you did something, knowing that you worked, you did something good. Um, check their credentials before seeing anyone. Absolutely. Um, those are the two biggest things to think about when picking a, uh, when picking a counselor is what, what are their credentials? And more importantly, do they take my insurance? <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, but what's this Lucia? I have never done group therapy. Oh, Lucia, it is fantastic. Um, there's, there's nothing quite like being, in a group of folks uh, that deal with the same thing that you deal with to reinforce that you're not alone. Um, the, the whole aspect of group therapy is that you're not alone. Um, here, you don't believe me? Here's five other people that suffer from the same thing you do. And you guys can talk. And I mean, that it's just fantastic. I highly recommend it if you can find something around your area or you know there's always something happening on zoom these days um number five educate yourself and become your own advocate here you go this is me to a t right now i educate myself constantly on this stuff i'm always reading more about depression more about anxiety more about ptsd more than anything because i don't know a lot about ptsd i just know they told me i have it um but as far as what causes it where it comes from i mean obviously i know i'm a firefighter so it probably comes from the job but ptsd can come from anything it's not just military grade ptsd here but be your own advocate i mentioned that earlier in the show tonight be your own advocate <clears throat> that is That is um, the biggest, uh, excuse me, the biggest thing I would like you guys to take away from tonight's broadcast. Be your own advocate. You need to not just, um, like I'm working with someone right now who is the exact reason that I talk uh, about finding the right counselor tonight. They're with a bad counselor, not that it's a bad counselor their relationship isn't uh, synced up. Like 
I'm sure this counselor is a great counselor, but it's not, he's, they're not meshing together as counselor and patient. Um, so I told him, I'm like, you can't just sit there and keep paying money and not getting anything out of this. Um, you want to take something from this, you know, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to go shop around. You have to find yourself somebody. I have CPTSD. What's the C? Conscious? I haven't seen that, so I'll have to do some more research on that. Um, so moving on to the last one, invest in healthy lifestyle changes. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because obviously we know, we always hear, um, oh, complex. Yes, I have heard that. I haven't, I've always seen it written out though, I guess. I've never seen the CPTSD. Um, invest in healthy lifestyle changes. We know that we want to, we, we know that we need to make some lifestyle changes to live with depression successfully. Um, and that's, and that's what we're doing. We're living with depression. Depression doesn't go away. You don't take these two, this, this sertraline every morning or evening and you're magically depression free. Um, the, the sertraline or Zoloft or, um, Lexapro, um, you name it. That's there as a assisted therapy, a medication assisted therapy. It helps along in the process. Um, but uh, alongside the sertraline or Abilify, I think Abilify goes with sertraline. Anywho, the medication, alongside the medication, you work with a counselor. Alongside that, you uh, visit peer support groups uh, or AA meetings, etc. You're doing. You're not limiting your treatment options. You're keeping a wide gamut of options available, um, and you're doing. You're participating in everything. And now you're living with your depression. Um, now you're ready to go out and and uh, be in the world again with with this depression, and you feel a lot better too. Like I say, it's not a magic pill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I was kind of hoping when I first went on it that you just take this pill and it would erase everything um, as far as depression goes. But now I learned very quickly that it's still there, um, but it's a lot more manageable because if I forget, like if I'm at work for a 48 hour stretch and I don't have my Zoloft with me for whatever reason, I'm an idiot and I forgot it at home or what have you. Uh, I can definitely feel when I miss a day of my Zoloft. I feel it in, internally like heaviness. The depression is real. <laughs> yeah, it, um, but it's complete effort on your part. Um, if you want to live with depression successfully, you need to get out there and you need to find, use these treatment uh, options that are out there for you um insurance is is there for a reason um i can tell you honestly since since i went into the, the rehab center and even for the two months prior to that where i was hospitalized with pancreatitis i have probably racked up somewhere in the ballpark of five hundred thousand dollars worth of medical bills 
I have only been responsible to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of like 4,000. Insurance is great. Utilize it. Um, I don't, I've been paying for, uh, you know, paying for insurance out of my paycheck. Need to run. I'll catch uh, the rest on replay. Thanks for doing this for others. No problem, Dr. John. And I did get your email. I saw it come through. Um, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, have a good evening. <clears throat> um, first thing in the morning, you take it. Uh, I take mine in the evening. Um, my, the Zoloft did something weird with my stomach. Like it, it, uh, it kind of, it didn't nauseate me, but it, it, I felt weird. Like, so I take, he said, my doctor said, start taking it at nighttime and, uh, I'll take it, hop into bed and sleep through that part and utilize the, uh, the back end of it. Um, cause, uh, Zoloft in particular is a continual need to keep on top of it or it's not going to work. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, did, I take it in the evening. It's a 24-hour drug, so you're not missing, you're not sleeping through, um, you know, you're not sleeping through the effects of the Zoloft. I'm just sleeping through the, the poor side effect that it offers me, um, which is just kind of like a queasy stomach um, for a little bit, and then it goes away, and then I've got the rest of the day, and I'm happy. But yeah, you, I sleep through that part, and uh, and I get up ready to go. Um, yeah, so those are the six. I'll recap them real quick. Uh, take your diagnosis seriously. Don't blow it off or downplay it. Number two was you're not alone. Seek help and support. Number three was be gentle and compassionate with yourself. Number four was get treatment, but don't limit your options. Don't limit your treatment options. Number five, educate yourself and become your own advocate. And number six was invest in healthy lifestyle changes. Um, that is, that list right there is uh, probably my favorite that I've read through um, of things. It's, it's to the point. It's six great thoughts, great ideas. And uh, it, yeah, like I said, it's to the point. It's not like 20 things to do every morning before you leave to live with your depression. Uh, these are six easy things that you can think about throughout the day and check in with yourself, make sure everything's going okay. And uh, um, yeah, continue living with your depression. Um, it does take a lot of work, uh, but so does anything in life. Um, name anything and you have to practice, you have to do something to be better at it um this is going to counseling and 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 peer support and etc these are all you know practice i guess to be better at living with depression so you can go out into the real world and not feel quite so lonely um Let me write myself a note to get back to Dr. John. Oh. 
a few, I found that sertraline has almost no side effects. Yeah, um, sertraline, I don't, you know, the people that I've talked to uh, about sertraline not working for them, there wasn't any, I don't think I've heard anyone talking about um, any, you know, side effects that have affected them in a poor way. I think it's more along the lines that it just doesn't do anything for them. They don't feel any difference. They don't feel a change. Um, they're, they're not take, they're not getting anything out of it. So they had to go back and talk to their doctor and uh, find something that does something for them. Um, yeah, it's not that it was uh, giving them massive headaches or anything. It was just a, uh, a fact that it wasn't working with their body. Um, I'm assuming you take uh, the sertraline then, Lucia. Oh, the pandemic. Yeah, we're, we can talk about, um, I know you wanted to, I did watch your replay. Uh, you had mentioned how the pandemic hap, uh, hit and affected us in the fire service. Uh, I'd be happy to answer questions on that as well. Um, it was definitely uh, a different life for a while there. Um, my life didn't change as far as going to work every day. If anything, we had to go to work more. Um, but, uh, yeah, the pandemic was definitely an interesting time to live through as a firefighter. And we'll talk more about that on your broadcast. The only the one I was giving, uh, the one I was before. Oh, wow. Panic attacks. Yeah. Did I lose connection? Nope. There I am. All right. Um, so that was pretty much all I had for tonight's topic of living with depression for the mental health hour. Um, well, I'm sad we didn't get uh, we didn't get to talk to um, oh who was that? In, in the broadcast last week? Not Veda. Um, oh, where's Veda? Oh, that's fine, Veda. I come into all your broadcasts. Who needs you? You you had an accidental nap, Bo. Bo, yeah, where's Bo at? Oh boy, Bo. Um, yeah. So, anywho, I'll be, I will be probably popping off here now. Um, we went through a good bit. I, I encourage uh, anybody to watch the replay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll see him later on in the evening i i need to hop off here so i can uh go downstairs and take care of a few things because i will definitely be back on uh for 
they're doing Beardo Weirdo show tonight. Uh, Piano Man and uh, um, Blaine. So I love those guys. They're hilarious. They make me happy. So I'm going to watch them. And uh, I'll see you guys over there. Um, and Lucia, thanks for popping in. Uh, I will see you definitely on Wednesday. Uh, we'll, I'll probably email you one more time before uh, Wednesday just to uh, see. I've never done the whole... I've never done the whole uh, going into somebody else's broadcast. So other than launching the studio, do I have to do anything else? Yeah, we'll email, we'll talk, and uh, we'll figure it out before before the big day comes. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Watch the replay. Or tell people, Lucia, tell people to watch the replay. <laughs> um, and... I'll be back next week. Next week, we'll talk about another topic. Um, there will be more depression episodes to come. Uh, depression is one that needs like five episodes I can think of off the top of my head right now. But um, I don't want to do them all in a row. I'll, I'll talk about something else next week. I have the list from last week that we made. So stay tuned. We'll keep doing this. I'll see you next Saturday. And... Uh, See you on Beardo Weirdo Show, hopefully. Bye now.